what's up, everybody? Welcome to the very first episode of Raise a Level. This is your host, Michael Elwell. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about my playing career, what to expect in this podcast, and where I'm at in my career right now. I'm going to talk about some of the things that prompted me to start this podcast and what to expect looking forward. So I hope you guys enjoy. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Like a lot of you listening, my career started at a young age of four and five. Um, you know, in T-ball and coach pitch, things like that. I really started to take a liking to it, and I never ventured away from it. I never really played another sport. Obviously, you know, I played the backyard sports, basketball, football, all those things, but when it comes to an organizational sport, baseball was my go-to. I started my career playing at Lake Norman High School in Mooresville, North Carolina, where we had pretty good success. We were a 4AA school, so competition was pretty good. I committed to Catawba College my junior year, which is earlier than most at the time. I know a lot of people now are committing when they're sophomores and juniors, but at the time I was an early commit. I was super excited to get going there. I had some great coaches along the way, you know, helping me out, giving me good recommendations and and just looking out for me. So I was excited to get going at, at Catawba College as I knew the history behind the school, the winning environment, the the culture that it brings, and just the overall winning aspect of the program. I was super excited to get going, and I learned how to win early. My freshman year, we, we won the conference. We won the regional. Eventually, we lost to Tampa in the national championship, but that's something that I think you know, as a, as our freshman class, we learned a lot from it. Uh, I think it taught us how to win the next three years. We had tremendous success. Um, ended up having four conference championships in my four years there. Had a regional championship under our belt. We had a couple other regional championship appearances that, you know, didn't go as planned, but got that experience under our belt. And, you know, we were a winning organization for four years. Um, and <laughs> after I left, they won. And before I even got there, they were winners. So, I was just super happy to be a part of the environment and the culture. One person that, you know, really demanded winning there was the coach, Jim Gant. He played at Catawba. He was an assistant at Catawba. And obviously, he's the head coach now for 20, 30 years, I think it is. And he's really just set the tone at that school and in that conference. Um, you know, he never he never let us get away with anything. It was do or die when we were practice, no matter what it was. It didn't matter if we were raking the field or if we're running poles or if we're in an inner squad or we're in a game. Everything was, you know, 100% to the limit. And any teammate that I have can can definitely vouch for me um, with that. One thing that I'll, I'll say through and through the rest of my life was Gant taught me how to be mentally tough. He would, you know, he would break you down during practice, during lifts, whatever it was. He would get every single bit out of you. And when it came to game time, there was no pressure for us. It was fun. We couldn't wait to play because we didn't have, you know, we didn't have all that pressure on us like we did in practice. But at the end of the day, it brought us ultimate confidence because I say it, I'll say it again and again. We never didn't finish something. Whatever task Coach Gant gave us, no matter how hard it was, we finished and we finished as a team. There was no guy left behind. It wasn't that everyone finished, but so-and-so was left behind. No, you know, everyone everyone finished together. And I think that as a culture and as a team was just so important because it, it, there's no individual aspects of, of our team. There was no one guy that stood out. There was no one guy that if he didn't play, we didn't have a chance. You know, we always had a chance, no matter who was in or out. And I think that's just comes to our preparation and 
it just goes to honor Gant and the tough practices he put us through and a lot of the mental stuff we talked about. He talked about just being a good teammate, how to win, and that overall desire wins. You know, if you want something bad enough, you can get it. You just got to put your mind to it. And if you look at any of the championship rings we have on the inside of it, it says in quote, desire wins. And I say it a lot to my players now. You know, if you want it, if you have the desire, there's no reason you can't do it. And, you know, my four years at Catawba are a testament to that. I'll talk a little bit about my, you know, my personal career. I came in as a two-way, end up transitioning into a pitcher um, later in the career. My freshman year, I broke my foot, had an unfortunate injury right before season started and had to get surgery. You know, I thought for sure I was going to redshirt, but end up recovering, you know, pretty, pretty quick, way faster than the trainers and doctors thought I would. And Gant, you know, he gave me the opportunity. He said, hey, if you want to come play, you can. If you want to play this year, it's all yours. If you want to take a redshirt, that's fine too. But I saw the talent our team had. We were, we had some unbelievable players that, you know, got drafted that year and we went a long way. So I ended up deciding to play that year. Only got about four or five innings under my belt prior to the conference championship and regional where I, I got some playing time and, and really started to learn, you know, what college baseball was about. So my freshman year was pretty quick as far as, you know, my personal stats and my innings pitched. I think I had about 10, 15 complete innings, but I would say more than half of them came in the World Series and the regional championships. So I was super happy to be a part of that as a freshman and, and get that experience. I know a lot of the guys that got playing time that, that series in the World Series end up being our, our dudes for the rest of the four years. So I know that those guys that are listening, they'll vouch and say that that definitely changed our careers, being in those big-time moments with you know a lot of people watching a lot on the line. Freshman year was huge for us. Sophomore year... Had a decent, had a decent year, up and down. Um, we won the conference, of course, like we always did. And you know, we had an early exit in the regional, and we didn't really go far. Same thing, junior year. Um, it was tough. We got to the regional championship, lost to North Georgia, uh, top of the ninth, and a big home run I let up. And that's definitely something that that changed me moving into my senior year. You know, we were used to winning as a as a team and we would always get to the end but never could quite get it so when we lost in that cha that regional championship the next year I had a vengeance out for everybody and the work ethic I brought my senior year was just different than anything I did the, the first three years and I'm thankful for both of our strength and conditioning coaches coach big he's also at NC State right now and as well as coach Conley and he's doing big things as well but coach Conley shined a different perspective on you know, preparation for me personally. He he urged me to get in the weight room more. He urged me to prepare for my starts. Really, just more conscious thinking, and you know, take it how you take it how you want. But when when I started putting in a little bit more work, and we had a couple other guys, you know, showing up early. Riley Myers, I'll say his name over and over. He pushed me through the you know <laughs> through it all. But a lot of guys started to get it. They started to see that you just put in a little bit of extra work and good things can happen. And I wish, I wish it didn't take so long for me to realize that I'm glad I eventually did. Cause it carried over to, you know, my senior year, a little bit of pro ball. And then my career now, um, I feel like I can attain anything. And that's, that's due to Gant. That's due to the hard work. That's due to Conley. That's due to my, my teammates pushing me. And just overall, my experience at Catawba, I think if I went to another school, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have won. I wouldn't have 
gotten that taste of, of, of what it takes to be great. So you'll, you'll hear me if you ever meet me. I'll talk about Catawba all day. Uh, I love, I love Catawba. I will be, you know, one of the biggest donor supporters through the rest of my career, uh, rest of my life. So I'm super excited that I got to experience things there. And they're going to continue to win. As long as Gant's there and Coach Loman's there, they're going to continue to win because they've done it for years. And, you know, the blueprint is there for, for, other, for other college coaches and high school coaches that want to learn how to win. Have a conversation with Jim Gant and see what he's about, and you'll get a good taste of it. So, I'm, again, I'm super thankful that I had my experience at Catawba College, and I, I really wouldn't change it, change it for the world. Like every other kid that dreamed about playing baseball and playing at the next level, I, I of course, wanted to play pro baseball. And although my career was good at Catawba, I'd like to think that I had a good career. Uh, it just wasn't enough to get drafted. I didn't have that that it factor, and I ended up going to play independent ball out in the Pecos League in, in California. I had a great experience out there. I know a lot of people talk bad about the league, this and that. I, I loved it, man. I, I was free. I got to do what I wanted as far as a player. Um, it, it let me experiment with new things, and I ultimately found who I was as a pitcher. And I was, you know, a guy that wasn't going to overpower you, but I had to pitch to get you out. And I had a great time out there under Brian Klopp, the manager. He was great to us. We ended up winning a championship when I was there. So five rings under my belt, my first five seasons after high school. And, and I felt like I accomplished a lot. Um, after the Pecos League season, I got invited to go to the United Shores Pro Baseball League out in Michigan with another teammate from that Bakersfield team, Kyle Bonnecke, and, and he was one of my, my best guys out there, and we had a lot of fun. But that, that USPBL league, it was, it was a little different, only four teams. Um, I was only there for the last you know, month and a half of the season, so got a little, play, got a little taste of the playoffs there and, and how they do things. Ended up injuring my arm pretty much all through pro ball. <laughs> I, I had a, a torn labrum. Um, so when the season ended, I go to the doctor, I get an MRI and, and see that it's torn. And it was a tough, it was a tough decision for me. You know, I had to, I had to think and, and think about what I want to do for the future. If I wanted to keep playing through pain, if I wanted to get surgery and, and be out for a year, or if I wanted to hang it up and move on. And for some time I wanted to keep playing and I was throwing, I was training and the pain, the pain in my arm was was just not bearable anymore. The preparation to get my mind ready for the pain was, it was so difficult. And so it became, it became an easy decision for me to hang up the cleats and start giving back to the game is, is how I like to look at it. Um, at first, after I, after I stopped playing, I signed my release to the you know, United Shores League. I started working in the medical field and set, selling medical equipment. Um, soon, soon found out that wasn't for me, you know, dealing with sick people and, ultimately needing people to be sick for me to make money it was just a, I look at it like a terrible industry and so I backed away from that and I remember one phone call specifically I called up a good friend of mine still and he he played in the league for a little while but Sean Riggins and I called Sean Riggins and kind of just you know spilled out to him I said man I'm lost I, I don't know what to do anymore I'm not really happy with this job I miss the game and he really just gave me advice and said, Mikey, you got to do what you want and do what makes you happy. He said, it may not be coaching baseball, but you got to be around athletics, just the type of person you are. So he could see it. And I, and I know a lot of other people could see it. I guess I was in denial for a little bit 
maybe bitter towards the game, but, you know, talking to Sean that day, I always remember he, he really shed some light on me and I'm glad I made the decision to start giving lessons. I started giving, you know, lessons at random baseball parks, hitting, pitching, fielding, whatever it was. I was just trying to get my foot in the door. Um, eventually after, you know, 10, 11 months, I found a home at the Grindhouse, which is a facility in Pembroke Pines. It's also an elite squad facility. So Elite Squad is one of the top organizations for travel ball, as well as an upcoming academy that we have running. Um, I'm very involved with both. I'm so excited with my career and the people I work with. Richie Palmer, the president of Elite Squad, he's been nothing but just amazing to me. My partner, Matt Lopes, he he really just, I mean, he cut out my work for me. He, he did everything that I could ask for. He gave me everything I could as far as freedom, opportunity, and just trust. I mean, at this point, we're brothers now. So, Matt, I appreciate you. Richie, I appreciate you. Everyone else at the Grindhouse, you know how I feel. Um, I see you guys every day. I appreciate you more than you think. I'm excited to keep growing with you guys. It's been really exciting to start coaching and, and giving back to the game and kind of using and giving my brain to other players and my experiences. It's been it's been awesome. And I'm as the more I learn, the better I get at it, the more I become a better coach the more excited I get about it. So I, I think one thing I want to say is um, I give off a winning attitude and I 100% give that to Jim Gant and just the aspect of desire wins. You guys, anyone listening out there, if there's something you want to do, no matter what it is, if you have the desire to do it and you put in the work, there's no reason you cannot do it. And, and that's just the end all be all. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. In this podcast, I'm going to be talking to a lot of athletes and business professionals that I see successful in my eyes. I kind of want to talk to them about their preparation, their stories, and, and kind of how they got to where they're at. You know, everyone's got a different road, and it's, it's awesome to hear what people have been through to make them make certain decisions and to make them think how they think. Everyone's an open book. You just got to be open to them. I have a lot of great guests lined up for you guys. I'm super excited to get started. If you've gotten this far on the podcast, I will leak the very first interview, and that is with Chicago White Sox catcher Zach Collins. Zach hits our, at our facility often, and we've grown a friendship over the last year or so. And it's pretty cool to be, you know, say that your boys with a big leaguer. Um, I'm, ex I'm excited to drop that interview of us talking, kind of talking about his career so far and, and what he expects this year, but that's besides the point. Um, just expect some good guests, some interesting people. A lot of them, you know, some of them, a lot of them won't be big name guests, but they're all going to have good content because, you know, I find them interesting. Where they're at in their life is intriguing to me, and, and I'm honestly just fascinated overall by how people got to where they're at. So I hope a lot of people listening can be open to new ideas, whether they're crazy or, you know, you've heard them before. A lot of these principles I'm sure we hear from people will be the same throughout. So feel free to take bits and pieces from each guest. Um, I'm sure some of you guys will really relate to some and maybe be like, and eh, others, but overall, just give it a listen, be open and take what you want from it. I'm really excited to get this podcast going. If you guys can please share, subscribe, all that stuff. Help me out. Get this thing going. Um, expect some good content coming your way, guys. Thanks, everybody.